Welcome to the In the Pocket edition of the Game Sports Show. In the Pocket presented by Sports Center Bar and Grill, Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario's best sports bar for six years in a row, three years best wings. Located on 624 Wellington Street West in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, you can follow them on Instagram, which is tagged at Sports Center SSM, or Facebook, which is tagged at Sports Center SSM. TGEM and the Game Sports Show and Sports Center have been a family for over five years. Sports Center is the first original home recording of the Game Sports Show Canada, and if you want to watch the game, be part of a great sports atmosphere while having delicious food there is no better place or bar literally in town get there today or you may miss us or miss out on another great night from the Sioux's best sports bar now let's get kicked off with in the pocket hosted by david mckay jr joined by co-hosts justin heichel ej russell jamie antonello and tyler Wollett. Booyah, and it's time for the Game Sports Show. This is the In the Pocket Edition, Season 5, Episode 19, presented by Sports Center Bar and Grill, Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario's best sports bar for six years in a row and three years best wings. Nowhere else to go if you want to watch the game, be a part of a great sports-like atmosphere, enjoy some delicious food from, as I mentioned, those famous wings to pizza to all the grub that you can think of and just delicious cold beverages all around it is to Ontario's best sports bar, sports center bar and grill. It is your host, David McCaig Jr. Bringing you the season five finale of In the Pocket. Yes, there is still a draft. There is still the offseason, the NFL. Uh, those will be tied as bonus uploads and connected towards our season six. And yes, I did lie to the listeners. We did plan to have a pregame Super Bowl show, and it was supposed to be on video, as were these last two episodes, including that one and this one. However, we didn't have a pregame show. My apologies. Some schedule conflicts occurred there, as well as this isn't video uh, because of uh, yours truly and some technical difficulties. I can put it that way, uh, but we will have our news shows being transitioned to video in the near future. And I can guarantee you when it comes to in the pocket, that will be when season six kicks off. That will be on video. Let me tell you that. And hopefully our first episode of season six is at sports center bar and grill. And we can start getting back to do some more live on location at sports center. I miss our nights there. Now, obviously we are talking football on the show, but sports center, you can check them out on social media. Uh, the, we are going to be talking super bowl on this edition of in the pocket, the season finale but speaking of videos quickly go to the tgem network youtube channel there's all podcasts on there from bitter rivals podcasts and there's also real talk with strong minds but in particular the game sports show is on there we've had our special edition uploads on there the theo flurry upload and most recently the marcel dion and pete mahovlich video oh my goodness fantastic content and shout out to alex flood Great video editing. He is the guy editing that video. I'm not taking credit for that. I, 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 no. Alex Flood is the man uploading those edit and editing those videos and giving them to yours truly. I'm just a guy that talks on the microphone and coordinates the staff. And, you know, yes, T Gem Prez, the game sports show host, but we're all a big team on this. But of course, I got to give a shout out to Alex Flood uh, for his work on those videos. Veer over to the to to, to the T Gem network youtube channel and subscribe and make sure to hit like phone subscribe on all the game sports show platforms as well for where you get your podcast big giveaway coming this week jump roll that you can kind of hear but you can't see it because we're not video and we don't have that sound over going on at this portion because i didn't plan for that 
but we will have a hundred dollar cash giveaway and we will have a big gift certificate to Northern Superior as well. Big giveaway coming from on behalf of the Game Sports Show and the Game Entertainment Media, TGEM. So make sure you keep an eye on all the platforms for that contest upload. You don't want to miss on that. Who doesn't want free money and free booze and just money towards a restaurant, bar, tap room, pub, whatever it may be. We know what Northern is. It's a tap room. That's not what I meant. But to have free money to go out, can't go wrong. All right. And the Game Sports Show and TGEM has you covered. You're, I already introduced myself. You know what the show is. Let's bring in the host of the show. I wanted to make sure I had a nice, sizable introduction because I really feel bad for not being able to show our pretty mugs on this video. I'm going to go first to somebody all the way in Escanaba, Michigan, who has been on every show, I believe, this year, except one. I think he's only missed one show. He has a better attendance record than I do this year. Uh, and obviously, he's hosted a couple shows this year on behalf of yours truly. He is a Cleveland Browns fan. We are divisional rivals. As everyone knows, I'm a Steeler fan. We had our divisional rival in the Super Bowl that we're going to be talking about in most of the entirety of the show. He is the man. He's the myth. He's the legend. He's the guy that got put on the game sports show just by yelling in the background some bunch of knowledge. And I would chirp him and say a bunch of bullshit, but really we, it wasn't. It was fun content right from the Wicked Sister in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, as it was my myself and Scott Neeson live on radio with him yelling in the background. I love reminding listeners of that. Bring on that EJ has brought himself on the game sports on just that memory for the game sports. So it's almost as good as Justin Heichel's uh, getting asked about basketball live radio, but we won't get into that. And I'll get hike in just a second. EJ, my friend, how's it going? Yo, I am happy to be here as always excited to talk about the Super Bowl. And there's a couple other things I want to get into after Super Bowl talk, a couple other questions for you guys. I'm curious to get some opinions on, but uh, man, what a heck of a game. Happy to be here. Now, also remind listeners what happened this year on the Pick'em. I don't have to remind them. They already know because I won. Give me the belt, baby. Uh, that the, as soon as I, I'm not sending it to you. Yes, I, if I have to, I will. I promise. Uh, but if you can get up here in the very near future, I can just have it ready for you. But if travel- are you guys allowed out of your own country? What's the deal now? I don't know uh, what, the, what the word is. Yes, but we have to present a test uh, right now coming back in. Uh, well, and something like you can't go through Windsor or something right now, too. <laughs> uh, it's as of today, as long as you're wearing a purple hat and you cross the border hopping on your left foot. They While wearing a Matthew they, Stafford Rams jersey. Yeah, they won't shoot you. But that's but coming back into Canada, it's you might as well be trying to go to North Korea. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah, that's exactly North, how it North, is. North, North Korea is where Kim Jong Trude, Kim Jong Trudeau. Oh with, with without getting too political, and we may have varying opinions. This place is a bit of a shit show, right? And now. that's just a joke. It's just a on, joke. Yeah, on, and we're just having fun. Ontario definitely is uh, I and I and I think the world's divided, which is unfortunate to an extent, the extent of the world, but obviously Ontario is going through a lot right now with a lot of things COVID related. Uh, and I won't get into the other topics. You thought you thought Florida man was wild. Wait till you see Ontario man. Oh my goodness, lots, lots, and martial law potentially coming. Never mind. I won't even get into this right now. But we have Canada EJ to say that it's a little difficult for us to get to. Well, it's more difficult to get back into. Well, figure it out. It is to get into you. That's for that's the funny thing. It's easier to go to you. It's harder to come back in our own country. Uh, but nonetheless, we will figure something out to get you your winnings of the, the pick. And I said winnings. I 
add a little, mm-hmm. I add a little pick them to that or add a little additional knickknack to the pick them winner. So last, the defending champion was technically Jamie Antonello. Uh, we didn't crown a winner last year, but we all know I won last year. No, I don't know that. That's not fact. Uh, but I'm just going to say it as a joke. Heichel, you heard the voice come on. I didn't introduce you yet. I know you had a couple words, right? So that's a formally introduced you here, my friend. Uh, one of the original analysts of the game sports show, original OG to not only in the pocket, but our hockey editions. And I say hockey because now we have a title for it, top shelf, but it was known as multiple other editions before transitioning to top shelf. Hike, my friend, how's it going? Oh, it's going. It's uh, kind of bittersweet. No more football for a couple months now. But a hell of a Super Bowl, and I'm excited to talk about it. Oh, very exciting. Now, I know I spent about seven minutes on that introduction having some fun, and I'll add seven minutes to our ad time. I've already told the producer, and guess what? The producer's actually me today. Uh, so I get to run the show on those minutes. There's no one telling me anything on the back end. So you guess whose time you're right on? Dave McCaig's time tonight. But anyways, I like if anyone can see vid- can't see video now, I'm going to tell you something. EJ changed his name for the People's Champion, just so everybody knows. If we have video, <laughs> that'll be fun stuff to look at. But let's talk Super Bowl. And if it's okay with you, Hike, I want to go to EJ first. I did introduce him first. And obviously, you know, I want to just give it to the People's Champion to go first, I guess. Well, if we're going to talk about the Super Bowl, this might have been the best bad game of football I ever saw. Uh, Both teams punted six times, okay? And and the way that the game kind of went was, you know, three and out, punt the ball, three and out, punt the ball, three and out, punt the ball, touchdown, three and out, punt the ball, field goal, three and out, punt the ball. It's just, it was very boring as far as a football game goes. But as far as storytelling is concerned, this game kind of gave you everything that you were hoping for. You had Stafford versus Burrow. Uh, you had a bunch of guys in the Rams competing for rings. You know, they were super deserving guys, um, guys debating retirement on the Rams in Cincinnati is sitting there as a team that wasn't even supposed to be here. They're a year ahead of schedule. You know, the, the Rams looked like they were dominating that football game, <coughs> controlled everything. And then all of a sudden, the Bengals found the running game and Joe Mixon did well. He ended up having a pretty productive day, 15 carries for 72 yards. I think they could have kept giving him the ball a little bit more. Um, and so Cincinnati starts to establish this running game. You know, the Odell Beckham Jr. scores a touchdown. The Rams come back and get a field goal. And then, they're, and then they're, me, the Bengals come down and get a field goal. It's just, it was perfect back and forth. You know, then OBJ gets hurt. Then Burrow gets hurt. Then Stafford gets hurt. You don't know what's going to happen. And then you had that thrilling final three minutes of the game. Uh, I thought it was an absolutely fantastic Super Bowl. Matt Stafford finally gets his ring. Uh, had himself a decent day, 283 yards, three touchdowns. He did throw two interceptions that one of our uh, regular listeners, Ryan Hendrick, did say Matthew Stafford's going to throw two picks in this game. He actually picked the Rams to lose. Um, Joe Burrow, kind of a quiet day. Got sacked seven times. Really, that made the difference in this game. Aaron Donald finding a way to seal it up. At the end of the game, Sean McBaven said Aaron Donald's going to make a play right here. Donald's going to make a play, and he gets in that back foot. He gets the sack to seal the Super Bowl victory for the Rams. I love that when he put his hand up in the air, he's pointing at his his ring finger. Um, Really some great storylines, and congratulations to the Rams. Matt Stafford, who I want to get into a little bit more later, uh, he finally gets his Super Bowl in his first year in Los Angeles. Aaron Donald, eighth year in the league. Uh, Pre-game, it was – you know, announced that he would be debating retirement if they win the game. Uh, but another guy that's super deserving here is Andrew Whitworth. 
the wall oh. number 77 left tackle well said. for the Rams. Former Cincinnati Bengals spent a ton of time there. Wins the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, which is probably the most prestigious award um, a player can get in the NFL. Uh, and he's 40 years old. Oldest player in football since Brady retired. That makes him now the oldest player in football. He may still retire, but the guy's had a heck of a career. He's a three-time state champion, 2000 national champion at West Monroe in Louisiana, 2003 national champion with LSU, and now Super Bowl champion with the Los Angeles Rams while wearing the Walter Payton Man of the Year patch. Congratulations to Andrew Whitworth on what I think is an absolute Hall of Fame career. You know what? That was well said. I can echo a whole bunch of you said there, and I, you know, Whitworth was – Probably my feel-good story, but you can't also ignore the the feel-good side of things uh, with Aaron Donald, you know, and Matt Stafford. Like, I I know there was a little soft spot for myself for you know the, the Bengals because a close friend of mine and even other hosts on the Game Sports Show, uh, Dane Hantro, uh, a close friend of ours whom passed tragically in uh, 2010, was a uh, Bengals fan, a very big Bengals fan. So that was a little side. I mean, that kind of wished that, but at the same time. I was 100%, if not 99, I guess I could say 99.8% because I did say that I had a little feeling towards the Bengals, uh, but that I was going for the Rams because of the storylines that they've been there and they lost a couple years ago. Uh, overall, Matt Stafford, Donald Whitmore, and you have a team there with Whitworth. The, with, yeah, sorry, thank you very much. Um, you know, you have a team that really, really has a storylines of just to love being that champion. They went all the way in people who haven't won it, won it. Stafford's probably just as good as a story, but the, the winning the winning the Super Bowl proved that Stafford wasn't the problem in Detroit. Sure. But at the same time, the Rams had a very good team put together uh, overall. This was a championship built team. And, and Stafford Stafford did become the third quarterback to ever win the Super Bowl in his first year of the new team. The three to do it are Trent Dilfer in Baltimore, Tom Brady with Tampa Bay, and now Matt Stafford with the Rams. See, and that's and that's so amazing. And now back-to-back years, you have teams that have won the Super Bowl in host cities, right? The Buccaneers last year, the Rams this year. And I know a topic that I think I'll wait to maybe get to last, the halftime show, thumbs up, but we'll get into that in just a little bit. Maybe we can save that reaction. Oh, um, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, but the Rams, you can't help but just – be just happy overall for the team. This is a sports individual. I was going for him. And the bet, the weird thing was that the Bengals really shut down the running game on the Rams. Right. And that's where Stafford had to resort to the, to throwing the ball and uh, Cooper cop there, you know, guy won MVP for a reason. Okay. He, he stepped up. I honestly don't think he was there mentally at the, in the interviews at the end of the game, uh, which may be more of a serious topic to talk about, but I think he had a slight concussion. Uh, no, the, I, I, you give that guy, he was in the moment too. Like, I guess, but he seemed like he got rocked in the head, man, a couple times on those hits. Those were hard hits to take, but thumbs up to the Rams. I was going for them all around. Hike, you're up. Oh, I mean, it's, those post-game interviews are kind of painful sometimes. I mean, because these guys are in, like, the apex moment of their career. You know, like, this is what they've – this is literally what they've worked their entire lives to get to, and you got some asshat with a microphone coming up to you and going, so, uh, did you uh, – you know, what's what are you feeling right now? 
I don't know, man. I just won the fucking Super Bowl. That's what I'm feeling. Oh, you can't swear on TV. Just stop talking to me. I gotta, I gotta go drink some shit. I gotta do push-ups and cartwheels across the field because I'm so happy right now. And I'm gonna go do but all the drugs. That's it. Do all the drugs and drink all the booze. But you know what? I don't even think some like yeah, some of those guys are hammering down. But I mean, like I don't, you know, I, it was you gotta give the reporter a little bit of credit though. If you're gonna come out before the game as Aaron Donald and say that if you win the Super Bowl, you might retire. Guess what? They're gonna shove a microphone in your face after oh, the game a, a, and a hundred, ask you that question. But like the Cooper Cup, like Dave said, you know, he didn't look like he was all there. Like, oh, he's just emotional and in the moment. I think. I thought he was concussed, man, for real. I thought the I think he might just be an idiot. <laughs> I wasn't. Well, he that looked too. Which is the what are the, the the Paul brothers, Jake and Logan? Logan's the more well spoke when Jake Paul's the one that looks like he's been punched in the face a few too many times already. He reminded me of the, the stupid look on Jake's Paul's Jake Paul's face. He might just well, be dumb. You know what, though? Like, interviews with Wes Welker. Wes Welker's a few bricks short of a load. No, absolutely is. I think Julian Edelman might. Well, no, Julian wasn't that bad. Not as bad as Wes Welker. Jules is good. Jules, Julian Edelman is extremely well-spoken. Yeah, that's good. Maybe maybe a controversial opinion here, but do you guys think, like, the the white receivers get hit harder? Like, do you think some like a guy like Cooper Cup, where everyone's talking about him being like the best guy in the league, like, everyone wants to be the guy that takes him out? I think, and here's how I'm going to choose to answer this question politically. I think that when you're as talented as a wide receiver as Cooper Cup is, and that you play the game with no fear to go across the middle in the way that he has, uh, I I think that yeah, you are a target. People want to hit you when you come across the middle. People want to hit you when you're the best receiver in the league. That's why guys like Jalen Ramsey like to line up on the opposite side of your team's best because they want to shot the big boys and they want to hit them. Well, and trust I mean, me, if, if you're if you're uh, what's his name Wilson, the linebacker from Cincinnati, and you see number ten coming across the middle, you better believe you're lowering your shoulder to lay the smackdown on him. Well, when you're guess, as you know good of I mean? a receiver like, guess... as Cooper Cup is, and you don't have the fear to go across the middle, guys are going to want to hit you as hard as they can. Oh yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, Cup goes places that no. There's receivers in the NFL that don't even know that part of the field exists. And he goes there and he, he, he eyes too and eats guy. breakfast there some days. Like it's Jim Rat. Yeah. He's, I don't know. Now, are we like, are we to, on the Cooper Cup thing? Are we talking like Cooper Cup might potentially be like one of the best wide receivers we've seen? And at least he's. The, He's been putting down good seasons for the last few years. I mean, he's not a bad guy. I'll pull him up as you guys talk here, but Cooper Cup is nothing to, to shy away from. He deserves to get your best corner. He's, so he, I, I, yeah. I think statistically, like, he's got to be getting up there now. Like, I mean, you started, like, I started noticing in the back half of the season, like, Randy Moss was starting to lay the compliments on this guy pretty heavy. And if Randy Moss is throwing you some bones, then, like, there's got to be. It's something worth watching here, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, so in his all, first all two play, years, playoffs. his first two years were pretty quiet, but in years three, four, and five, yeah, just about a thousand yards every season. Um, two, 2020 was not a good year for him. He only had three touchdowns, um, and that was his sub 1,000 yard season, but he had 1161 for 10 touchdowns in 2019. And then this year, uh, I, the triple crown, 145 receptions, 19, 19. 1,947 yards and 16 total touchdowns. I mean, the, the guy was hands down the best wide receiver in football this year. And I mean, maybe maybe it might have something to do with the quarterback too. That's, I don't know. 
Yeah, 100%. I was actually, I mean, I was, I was, like, as you, as you were reading off of this year's stats, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, hey, there was another guy that had Matt Stafford as a quarterback that was like mm-hmm. one of the greatest receivers of all time, too. Okay, so let's, let's do this, Dan. So we'll, I, I will shuffle the Cooper Cup conversation here. Let's go to Matt Stafford. Let's have that conversation now. He's thrown for two of the best five seasons in wide receiving history. Calvin Johnson and now Cooper Cup, two of the top five receiving yard seasons in history. Okay. Is Matthew Stafford a Hall of Famer? I'll ask you guys first, and then I will give you guys my take on it. Ike, I'll give you guys you the first answer. I think so. I like I and, and base it only on the wide receivers he's had to like why it, that's a it's a relationship, that thing. Like one doesn't happen without the other as far as I'm concerned, like, you know, we're not talking about Reggie Wayne in the hall of fame contention. If Peyton Manning wasn't there and Marvin Harrison isn't there without Peyton Manning, you know, there's just, there's certain combinations. I mean, like I think Calvin Johnson, like Matt Staff, it's only a natural thing that Matt Stafford would also at least be in the Super Bowl co- or not Super Bowl, the Hall of Fame conversation. And now the Super Bowl cements that for me. Do you take into consideration that, that he's like 89, 93 and one as a starter? No. No, because he was on the Lions. <laughs> and like, the I've never, like, and some of the years he was on the Lions, ownership and like management, like actively was just not good at doing their job. You know, you know, Stafford spent 12 years, right, with the Lions. And Purgatory, the Lions, whatever you want. Correct. Yeah, and he, he had zero playoff wins in three matches, in three games. He goes to the, the Rams and wins all of his first appearance up to the Super Bowl. Here's a guy that was the number one pick in 09. Yes, and as this, I think you you brought the record. I wrote down the record quick because I was kind of looking it up. Seventy four was I was I close? It's 74, 74, 90 and one under the Lions was his record in twelve season under the Lions. So obviously this year, what's I, what's the total though? Was I close on his total? Uh, so I didn't have the Rams total, uh, but twelve I'll, and five this year. Twelve and five. Okay, so. For him to be 12 and 5, he would be 86, 95 and 1. Okay. So, yeah. That's pretty close. I was shooting off the top of my head there. So, yeah, that was in the ballpark. So, here's the thing. Let's, let's go down to that. All right. Matt Stafford this year had 1,400 yards ish, a bit more than that, 41 touchdown passes. Now, Stafford uh, has also thrown 323 passing touchdowns. Uh, and okay, well, I'm getting more to the statistics here because that's what my area is. So Stafford has over 49,995 career passing yards, which is 12th all time. 49,995 to be exact. Yeah, that is, written down. That is one spot higher than Hall of Famer Ward Moon. And oh, you're beating me to my argument. And just, <laughs> just behind Hall of Famer John Elway, and that's where Stafford has 323 passing yards. That's just more than Moon, and Elway has also only 300. I say only. And other Hall of Famers is Johnny Unitas and Joe Montana. Guess how many Unitas. Unitas. Good Lord, Dave. Unitas, you're right. I said John Unitas. Guess what? Doesn't matter. Unitas, Unitas, Uranus. You need to get it right. (laughs) Yeah, you have to get that one right. He's a Hall of Famer. My bad. I'm reading quick. because He's like the OG quarterback legend. 
yeah, Johnny U. Johnny, other that's what I bet. She just went with Johnny U. Uh, but J- Joe Montana, <laughs> two hundred seventy-three yards. Okay, now those are Hall of Famers. Okay, now what can you add to those that resume after Sunday? A fucking Super Bowl. So let me tell you, he is Hall of Fame quality. He has shown it statistically, not record-wise, but he has shown that he can be successful in the stats that he has and winning a Super Bowl. There it is. He is 100% a Hall of Famer. Well, and a lot of people want to say that he's not because of his consistent losing. But, hey, we, we let Barry Sanders get in. Hey, we let Calvin Johnson get in. And, Dave, you you beat me to my exact argument, which is going to be – I was going to ask – who do you think's better, Stafford or Warren Moon? A lot of people will tell you that they think Warren Moon was better. Well, Warren Moon played in 208 games versus Matthew Stafford's 182. And Dave, like you said, 291 touchdowns for Moon to Stafford's 323. So Stafford gets the check marks on games and touchdowns. Then you go to picks, 233 for Moon, 161 for Stafford. Stafford gets another check mark. Go on to yards, 49,995 for Stafford. To Warren Moon's 49-325. Check mark for Stafford again. And then look at completion percentage, which is another big number for quarterbacks. Mm. I wrote this down because I rounded off some numbers here. Warren Moon's 58.5% completion. Stafford's completion percent is 63.0. There were some trailers there, but the zero significant figure for those math nerds here. Uh, But yeah, Warren Moon's got the gold jacket. I I think that, like Hike said, putting this cap on your career with a Super Bowl victory, I think does give him the Hall of Fame not at the end of the day. Yanatus. <sighs> I want to I, I want to beat you. Hey, that's what I'm known for. Uh, for uh, sometimes messing up the names. And I apologize, listeners. I can imagine how some people are reacting. Let's just let's, let's hold the reins on Dave. You know, I'm pulling up. Dave's going to get canceled for saying Johnny Unitas. <laughs> yeah, that's a. It's not as bad as uh, Barkley is, okay? Jonas Boone and a Wayne sauce. Okay. Like that, that there's nothing worse than Jonas. What about Lil Wayne sauce? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But Charles Barkley straight up with it. He's like, I'm not going to learn your name until I have to. Oh. And Barkley doesn't, it's part of his gimmick too. He's just, yeah. Idiot. Like, what are you? He's smart, but he's an idiot. And I should have known, I should have just known how to pronounce the name, but I just read too quickly. You know, it's the way it goes sometimes. But Super Bowl this year brought a lot of entertainment overall. Okay. And I, I know you said this was the best worst game AJ. That's a good way to put it. Cause a go, go, but it was overall still very enjoyable game to watch. And it, Joe Burrow, you know, this is a kid that people now are going to want to play in Cincinnati. And yes, that sucks. If you're a Steeler Brown or Ravens fan, uh, because now some players are definitely going to want to go there because of who Burrow is. The Hopefully kid, offensive lineman. The, the, yeah. Yes. That's the biggest thing, but the kid is a stud. The kid will be back in the Super Bowl in his career with the Bengals. The Bengals are treading in the right direction. When you had the record that they did, which was dog shit a couple of years back, and they come back and do what they did this year, it wasn't just a Cinderella story. This was actually a very good, well-together football team. They were 10 and 7 this year uh, in a pretty competitive division. I'll still say the AFC North is a tough, to, is like a very competitive division with the Steelers, Browns, and Ra- uh, Ravens. One of the toughest divisions in football regularly. Exactly. That's why, you know, be, them being 10 and 7, I'm sorry, you put them in the AFC. Nah, I won't say the AFC East because, you know, Browns what? beat them twice. Just throwing that out there. The AFC East, I was going to say the Bills. I, I thought the Bills are really good, really good. So maybe that's not the best example to use. But uh, even the AFC West, because you have the Chiefs in there, the AFC South is so so with the Titans and Colts. Sorry, Hike. Um, but you look, okay, I'll use the NFC East as an example. You put the NFC East for the Cowboys, Eagles, Commanders. 
we'll talk about that in a second in a little bit. The Giants, uh, you put the Bengals in that division. I guarantee you there's that's a team that's 13 and four, whatever, 14, three, whatever you want to put them They're, They would absolutely clean up that division. Okay. So this is a, this is a tough division. The FC Norris, so this is a team that's going to keep coming. They're only going to get better. Uh, so I think Joe Burrow is not, or Joe Burrow, sorry, he's not done uh, from getting into the Super Bowl. but you have a Bengals team that's fought hard and they stopped the running game, which I was so impressed with Hike. You know, the running game was not evident for the Rams in this game whatsoever. Defense took over on both sides to an extent. It was it was interesting because I wasn't expecting the Bengals to lock that down as quick as they did. Oof! So and then and then when Odell went down for the Rams, like the Rams really really became one dimensional. The whole game changed. It was fascinating to kind of watch them just keep trying to adjust on the fly, and they really, I mean, it worked. Like it was just there was some exciting shit in that game. Like it was really. I don't know. It was an uninteresting game, but like the shit that worked, it was just awesome. Like, I don't, it, it, it's hard. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but I had a really fun time watching well, this entire playoffs, to be honest. And what was it? Every, was it seven out of the last seven playoff games were all decided by three points? Like that's, yeah. that's insane as well. This has been a heck of a playoffs uh, before the game. I actually got a chance. My buddy, uh, Josh Pate, shout out to him. Uh, United States Airman just put on his master sergeant stripe the other day. He's serving in Korea right now. So shout out to Josh Pate. I asked him who he was going to pick before the games. And he said the Rams. I said, why the Rams? He goes, I don't know. You figure it out for me. And you tell people And and really the story of them was defense. And that's why I was going to pick them going into that game. When you get to Joe Burrow for an NFL record, seven sacks in the Super Bowl, Joe Burrow got sacked seven times. It ties the record. I think Joe Montana also had gotten seven sack, got sacked seven times in a game. Um, the way that the Rams defense was able to hold up, even despite some questionable calls both ways. I mean, Stafford needed like six downs to get that final touchdown. But um, <laughs> the Rams defense and, and the guy wearing number 99, the guy you expect to make a difference in that game gets the final sack in the game. The Rams defense was the key to them winning. Oh, uh, Donald. Well deserved. This is a guy who has been with the Rams, you know, since it all started, right? Eighth year in the league, seven time All Pro, three time Defensive Player of the Year, and now Super Bowl champ. Ballot Hall of Famer, first ballot. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we can. Anyone needs to argue with that. No, that is a pure Super Bowl guy right there or super bowl yeah super bowl duh hall of fame guy sorry they should uh, make a trophy and this is not meant to be weird but the nfl should make a trophy for like best most fit nfl player like a lifting competition and just make the statue aaron donald with his shirt off uh, and give that to like whoever can lift the most weights every year guy's a beast he's from pittsburgh he should go play for the steelers i think i think that'd be great no <laughs> keep him out of my division <laughs> uh, listen, Pittsburgh Steelers are coming in hot next year. Okay, with with either with Aaron Rodgers or Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh yeah, well, that's what a difficult thing to say after T.J. Watt wins Defensive Player of the Year. A big big talk coming from Dave after his player wins DPOY. Yeah. Hey, he's sick. Okay, he's not too bad. Too, too bad he can't play quarterback. <laughs> too bad. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo might be the guy, or I hope it's Aaron Rodgers. I, I hopefully, can't... hopefully it's Carson Wentz. Oh, don't <laughs> <laughs> just quit. 
I'll put my jersey inside out. Inside. I'll trade you straight up for Mason Rudolph. Oh, you can have Eugenie Bouchard too then. Fuck. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she's something else on the sidelines. Let me tell you, she's she's she loves Mason Rudolph. My goodness. Oh, I can't. That's I don't know if that's love or if that's love. Miles Garrett loves hitting uh, Mason Rudolph with a helmet. I'll tell you that. Oh yes, he does very much. That <laughs> I, I remember being so mad <laughs> of watching that. But Miles Garrett, I I'm so, he is absolute unit. That guy, man. Like fuck, he's a unit. Donald's a unit. Uh, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank from the Seahawks wide receiver. DK Metcalf. Thank you very much. Uh, absolute units. Okay, if you see those three men running after you, absolute trucks, just stop. Just leave. <laughs> just just leave the ball. Go home. Cry. It. You're done. Yeah, you're, you're literally dying because you're not running away from any of those of those fellas right there. And he's only, yes, young. Miles is so young. So many years left. If you're a Browns fan, you better just be loving what you have there. But especially I do. Very much. <laughs> now, more Super Bowl. I'll leave it to uh, yourself, EJ, or Hike. Do you have any final points you want to bring up uh, around the Super Bowl? Obviously, listeners, this has been talked about to a great deal uh, in many different podcasts and many different news shows, but no one's heard the TGSS versions yet, which is top priority to hear. But a lot of people definitely want to hear what you both uh, have to say if there's anything else you want to add or bring up with the Super Bowl. Joe Mixon now has more touchdown passes in the last 10 years in the Super Bowl than Aaron Rodgers. Just going to leave that there. Hmm. That one's not bad. That's good. Uh, it's a good statistic. And the only thing, like, and the only gripe I have is like that one, uh, the stupid, is it a taunting penalty that Cincinnati got in the end zone? When yeah, that, that dude ran on the field, no pads on. <laughs> what an idiot. Stupid dick just runs out there and starts waving his towel around. With it. Like, Who are you? Where did you come from? Like, if, I was you Zach a... Taylor, if I was Zach Taylor, I would have walked right up to be like, you're cut. Go change. Get out of the locker. You're done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's that team has got to be, he's a player's coach for sure. But with McPherson watching the halftime show on the sideline, like, yeah, that was cool. Kicker. You want to go watch? Sure. Whatever. Yeah. You want to go celebrate in the end zone? Sure. Whatever. It's just the Super Bowl. No fucking big deal here, fellas. Relax. Grab me a dog while you're down there. Well, he wasn't wearing any pads. (laughs) I was trying to see, uh, I was trying, looking at some videos right now as we're seeing because Matt Stafford in the parade today, um, drinking and chugging with his, with his boys. And I, uh, there's a, a story that's came up, said, we appreciate you. And I thought it was towards the lions, but I uh, was misguided by that story. It was just a, a post by one of our mutual friends, uh, Pat DeLuca, who is a, obviously a big lions fan and obviously a big Matt Stafford fan. No shout out to Pat. Uh, you know, there's, it must be tough. Must be tough. I did think it was a little weird, though, that not one reporter really gave Stafford that chance on the national spotlight to be like, you know, hey, what do you have to say to those people in Detroit that have continued to support you after you moved to L.A.? Like, they should have given them some second because everyone knows that that was an underlying story. I wonder if they told if they told them not to. I wonder if that's he had to have said, don't ask. Yeah, he had to have. Yeah. Or or we just didn't get to see it. That's. Because there's that too. Because like there was, there was a lot of like, because I had a couple news stories pop up about the uh, Lions store switching some of their merch over to like the Detroit Rams and shit oh, like yeah. that. Like I, it's like stories like that popped up. One of our but, uh, popular listeners is pissed about those. He th- he's pissed that Stafford got a Super Bowl ring. Left the Lions. He goes, screw him. 
Well, well, he uses different words, but there's there is a group of fans out there, guys, that that are not happy that Stafford got a ring. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, you know what though? You gotta like if your team can't do it. Sometimes, if you love them, you gotta let them go. It's like love. If you love them, I mean, free. I'm I'm not happy Peyton won some more in Denver, but I liked watching it. So Von Miller got Peyton Manning is ring. Let's just remember that. Yeah, Von Miller is a free agent who just got his second Super Bowl ring. Yeah, he's, he's gonna be asking for some mad dollars. That guy in the off season, I guarantee you he goes to the Dolphins. That's my guess. I'm gonna say he's going to the Dolphins. I All could right. see, I could see the Browns making a play for somebody like that. Really, just trying to sure up that defensive side of the ball to try to make up for whatever it is we got going up the quarterback position. I think M- Miller has to go somewhere with a pretty rock solid D line right now. He's getting. Not that I'm saying Cleveland. he's getting old. Not yeah. Not that I'm saying he's getting old. I just think it really helps expose the things he's good at. He's a last last contract, man. Be his last contract, I would say. You know, last three three to five year deal. He'll probably lock up, and that'll be it for Von Miller to go off into the to the sunset afterwards. That's why Aaron Donald, guy's thirty years old. He go take care of all of his chickens on his farm or whatever he does. <laughs> Uh, my final thing with the Super Bowl to say is really enjoying, but the one topic I want to make sure we bring up because I was going to save it for last, the halftime show, baby. That halftime show was absolutely fucking off the charts. And I saw some posts where people were like, it wasn't that good. It wasn't that flashy. Shakira, is it? Sh- Shakira wow. Shakira, Dave, Beyonce was better. J-Lo, whatever, whoever was better. Yeah, you know what? Guys are posting that because probably like watching what's on the fucking television, shaking their asses all around the screen. Listen, this show was put together simple, yet it was so effective. It wasn't dark. You're able to see them. The, it, all the all the OGs were there. If you're an 80s, 90s birthday, even early thousands, you know you were pumped to hear that. I know I almost went to go get parachute pants to put those on. I used to rock out, rock out, I say, but pop out, rap out, whatever you want to say to both those. I am a big Eminem fan. I was happy to see him going. I love seeing him kneel. I don't care if the NFL hates me for saying that. If anyone listens from the NFL, uh, that I that whole overall super time or super time i am losing because i'm so passionate about it the halftime show from the super bowl was fantastic that whole thing was perfect and for anyone to disagree i'm sorry if one of you two do i love you both but uh if any of you do or anyone else it's almost like fuck off because that super bowl the the halftime show was fantastic there was nothing wrong with it The, the beats were good the performance were good it was simple yet effective that's what i'll say about it loved every second of it i pre-recorded it and i watched it again yesterday okay that's how much i enjoyed it on his whole tv yeah. my whole tv like, <laughs> like i'll go to you next for a little suit the halftime show reaction what's your say yeah i thought it was killer i mean yeah. it was it was absolutely everything like that the from the early 2000s i mean it had like everyone's first cell phone ringtone if you had the cell phone the flip yeah. cell phone yeah you know what i mean like in the snoop club dog <laughs> yeah snoop dog yeah. snoop dog was there little subtle tribute to tupac by dr dre which was pretty that was solid nice. yeah like it was i don't know if the, if I, I i'm a hard rock guy but like i grew up on that shit and it, like that was the bunch of music days or the mtv days in the states you know, like for for our generation, the stuff was awesome. Like that that was all, like if you didn't like it, fuck you. We've had this. Like I, we've it had was, 
I, that's that's where I'm at. The only people like I saw people enough with the rap party. They were all white dudes over the age of sixty years old. Like we yeah, you, get it. It's not your music, but even if it's not your music, let's just let, there's first of all, can we please talk about fifty cent looking like three dollars and twenty five cents? Like, <laughs> uh guy's getting older. Give him a break. <laughs> I, I, and I still not shooting at him anymore. Well, I stole that joke from my buddy. I'm like, hey, did you see the memes where you know 50 cents looking like a whole dollar? He goes, whole dollar guy looked like you know 385, three dollars eighty five cents or whatever. What you talking about? Three fifty. Oh man, but you know, if you just remove Dre from music, we are not where we're at now. Some of the the music that people are enjoying from new artists today, you know, some of the hip hop. Um, influence that you'll start to see crossing over into rock and roll. You see that hip hop influence crossing over into country music. You take away Dr. Dre and, and hip hop is not the same. Snoop's not the same. Eminem's not there. Without those guys, 50 Cent it doesn't become what he is. I, I, I thought, if anything, even if you didn't like the music, which I thought was fucking awesome, <laughs> uh, I actually thought a hologram of Tupac was going to pop up when when or whatever they call it is it a hologram is that what i'm thinking yeah, of? It's, whatever a the hell it's supposed to be called but i thought that was going to pop up with tupac during it but that was quite and mary j blige of course who actually i thought looked kind of tired at the end of her performance right when she fell backwards i was like i think she might just need that mat right now um <laughs> no but but mary j blige eminem dr dre snoop 50 cent the whole cast that was there kendrick lamar you oh, know the the the, the, the the oh. new people's champion, I'll call him, of rap music. Um, that was a display of history. And without those people, we don't get the kind of music that a lot of us like today. So even if you didn't like the rap music, you need to understand that what you just saw was history. 50 Cent uh, reacted on Instagram to this saying, who the fuck did this? <laughs> Catch Force episode two. And he tagged and he had uh, upside down. And there's a lot of insults towards Fiddy, But uh, the guy is 46 years of age. You know, he's still I think he's still in, you know, chiseled shape, but, you know, in good shape. You know, like if I'm 46, and I look that muscular. I'd still be proud of what I got. But I'm not going to be hanging upside down singing. I'd be gassed. My face would be all red. It'd be fucking embarrassing. Yeah, he didn't have to do that. Maybe that's one thing he could, didn't have to do. But Snoop Dogg looking like Snoop smoking a joint. Dre is still boss, eh? Like Dre is still the doctor. Like, he's still the man. Okay. And Eminem, like he looks younger. As he gets older, to be honest, Eminem is like, I don't know if it's his mom's spaghetti past the restaurant that he's running, but it's all looking good. Okay. Like that whole show, I have it pre recorded, like I said, and you can watch on NFL.com. And if you missed it because you missed the whole Super Bowl and you just don't watch football and you just tune into the show to, to, have your ears filled with fun nonsense from the fellas. Just tune in to the to the soup to the halftime show. It's 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 amazing. That was by far the best halftime show I've ever seen in my life. I don't know if it's the best ever. I I'm not uh 50 certainly my favorite. Yeah, I'm yeah, not, definitely. I'm not 56. I am 30. Uh, so I have not seen all the halftime shows. I don't even remember when all the halftime shows went. I think it's been around from before I was born. If I remember correctly, that's I think in Super Bowl three, they just flew around in jetpacks. <laughs> yeah, there was something like that. There was something I think like there's, Kansas there's, City, there's... Green Bay. Or... No, that Super Bowl three would have been the Jets. So I think it was Super Bowl one, Kansas City, Green Bay, where the guys flying around with jetpacks. See, there's that look where where we have become, and these are music legends. And like you mentioned, Kendrick, the now champ. This was 
my whole childhood and my high school and some universities still now I still listen to Eminem top three number actually my number one I got three favorites Eminem uh, Aerosmith and Coldplay I probably shouldn't have said the other two you guys may not like the other two uh, but Eminem's definitely number one uh, so to hear him honestly I was so pumped uh, in all the music there was nothing I did not like about that halftime show so thumbs up with that that's the last I'm gonna get into with the Super Bowl uh, EJ uh, I know you mentioned you had a couple of things you wanted to bring up at the beginning of the show. I don't know if you've done that yet. Or oh, it was the stat. It was the Stafford Hall of Fame conversation. That was what I want to talk about. That was it. Okay, Hike. Is there anything you wanted to uh, bring forward? Did um, Did anyone watch the video of Eminem geeking out talking to Al Michaels? Love that. Yeah, that was awesome. That was pretty cool. And like, was did Al Michaels retire? Was that? Uh, you you can tell when you watch it like there's some debate of whether or not he may or may not be retiring Eminem's like no dude you're the goat you're gonna keep working as of three days ago Michael said during numerous interviews in recent weeks and during appearance on the SI media podcast this was in November though he said uh that he didn't know uh that he wasn't going to but he that he has no interest whatsoever in retirement and he'll take some time after the season and after his contract expires just to figure out the future uh if the time is now so I, I don't Al, Al Michaels to T Jim. Oh baby, love let's get that trending. Start the hashtag. <laughs> he will actually take over all duties of T Jim. Like he would just move me to the side and say you're like just move over. Absolute legend he is. I guess the only thing I want to bring up is the Washington football team changed their name officially to the Commanders. Uh, we this is obviously a bit older news, but we haven't really reacted on it. Uh, it's quickly, briefly gonna say that I don't hate it. I don't love it, but I don't hate it. Hike. They stole an like an AAF team's name and logo and changed the color. They should have like been. they were they were like the San Antonio Commanders. And they had the the Spurs color scheme. They should have just went with the Sentinels. The the I red th- the red unis are slick. The white ones are okay. But those black ones are about the ugliest thing with that W on the front of the helmet. What they're the like, hell is that? They're like those Tampa ones that had the, um, when they tried to incorporate the orange, but with the pewter and, but like not like the creamsicle throwback yeah. kind of deal. Like, yeah, it was just like, a, what are you doing, man? Well, no. and the, the 93 on the black uniform blatantly looks like a ripoff of Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Everyone wants to be like the Steelers. Well, here's here's my and it pains me to say this, but when there's CFL uniforms that look better than NFL uniforms, <laughs> look at Will Ferrell. He looked pretty uh, pretty wicked with his BC Lions jersey. Take well, a- that's what I'm saying. Like Ryan BC Reynolds, are nice. Of course, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are pretty nice. The Argonauts aren't even that bad. Those are good. Uh, the Argonauts are pretty. They're rough. They're so jumbled and. I don't need to watch it. Why did they even need to change their uniforms? They were a classic uniform for a historic franchise. Just change the team name, put the W on the side of the helmet. Shut up. Well, that's it. Like what's wrong with like the yellow pants and a white Jersey and a maroon Jersey. Well, you had it going. Just stick with it. Simple. Why are you going to fuck around? You don't see the Packers all of a sudden adding cheese stripes or something. When Nike, when Nike took over the NFL contract, all the other teams like, if you looked at the Saints or the Patriots or the Browns, they kind of had that like fly-by-wire tack on the collar. Green Bay specifically came out to Nike and said, "Hey, we'll put your check mark on the side of our jersey, but you ain't doing shit to our jerseys." Nope, hundred percent. 
Well, that's like there's certain teams like It'd be like Colts, Pittsburgh changing their uniforms. No, the Colts jerseys are fucking boring, but you can't change them. Like they were literally. The what same is it when they jerseys. change them up? They just put a stripe on the side, or they don't? Like that's the yeah. They take <laughs> they take the stripe off the pants, and you have solid blue pants instead of pants with a stripe. That's the difference. Lazy. Or or the socks don't have white in them. Or they put the horseshoes to the back of the helmet instead of the sides. Yeah, they had a they had a pewter uniform for a while that was really solid, and then uh, it went away. Oh my goodness! Overall, the Commanders are now in the NFL. We have to start calling them the Commanders. Terrible name, the Commies, the Commandos. They, they should just call themselves the Comrades. I would have enjoyed that more with the Washington theme. Heck, Washington Football Club was just as good, if not better. Uh, I was a big advocate of Washington Red Tails. I thought that would have been an awesome nod to Tuskegee Airmen. A very good, simple name transition to, to Red Tails. The uniforms would be pretty much the same. That's where I was hoping. So I'll send you guys a uniform concept that they were working on. Let me see if I can grab this here to send to you guys in the chat. But this uniform concept is absolutely insane i can't send it right now but i'll try to get it to you guys later it's cool but like with with like i don't know like the red tails name might have required dan schneider to have some sort of military donation associated with it and he's a slime ball so why do anything positive yeah right like i don't i don't like it just seems like they do everything wrong and then like the the news we hear this week where steven ross might have to sell the dolphins so why the fuck does schneider still have a team I mean, well, he, is, I'm, I'm, he didn't incentivize losing. That, that, that's a whole different ballgame. Dan Slater's just an idiot. He didn't. He just kept hiring idiots and letting that happen. <sighs> he is an idiot. I'll give you that. Free yeah, I don't know. I, I feel bad for the fans in Washington. That's all. Free agents this year, and this is what we'll get to. We This is obviously our season finale of In the Pocket. There you go. In. If you guys check your phones, the TGM chat has uh, the picture of the uniforms of the helmet for the Red Tails. I thought was pretty cool. We're going to pull that up right now the, while we're talking. Yeah, it's slick. Uh, ignore the yellow uniforms here, but like check out the picture. The logo is cool. You get to reuse the old kind of script R and the uniforms don't have to change that much. You can add a nice secondary logo. These the helmet's things, really cool. Yeah, if you haven't looked these up, there's there's a concept uniform, Washington Red Tails, uh, and it's a all yellow uniform. But the helmet's cool. That little W on patch on the on the left breast is cool. That would have been a nice uniform combo and name for the team. I thought it's a nicey for sure. They honestly should have. Those would look slick and all white too. That's such a sick name to the Red Tails. Let me think of that. There's, as the season goes on, fellas, and I mean season by off season, leading up to the next upcoming season in the NFL. Obviously, this is the finale of In the Pocket, as I was saying, presented by Sports Center Bar and Grill, Mississippi, Ontario's best sports bar, six years in a row, three years best wings. We didn't get to do a lot of ad or product placement on the show. It's the finale. I'll keep the commercials and ads out of it as best as possible. And plus, I had a pretty lengthy introduction promoting a lot of things. But we are going to have some bonus content and extra content that will be connected to season five, which is this season uh, and lean up to season six, which is next season. Uh, we'll have a draft reaction and show, and we'll get into some big news when the free agents start to sign and move around and some big free agent names. You got Devontae Adams, you got Vaughn Miller, uh, Chris Godwin's another name, Chandler Jones, uh, JC Jackson, then the list goes on. It's a pretty good size 
uh, free agency pool. Then you got t- t- players that are thinking if they're going to retire or not, if it is Aaron Donald and uh, all the fun stuff that people are going to be proceeding on to the next uh, chapters in their lives or careers or what overall it is going to happen. Uh, so as that we'll get into um, with having a draft show as EJ and uh, Hike and I have discussed, uh, but maybe like a day one of the draft live show, we'll figure out something fun uh, with the, the in the pocket. And maybe that will be our first video show before we do a season six opener on video. We will figure some nice fun stuff out for you here on the game sports show for in the pocket for the extra content that we can get as the off season comes up. Very interesting off year for the, not only the free agents, uh, but overall, with play teams, if, what moves are going to make? Is Carson Wentz gone? Is who's going to replace Ben Roethlisberger? What are the Browns going to add? Are the Bengals going to add? Are, are where's Aaron Rodgers going? The list goes on with these free agents. A lot of things that we will get into uh, this summer with uh, the in the pocket segment of the Game Sports Show, powered by the Game Entertainment Media or TGM for short, TGM Networks YouTube channel. Now. Gonna say goodbye to all the fellas. It's been a great season. Tyler Willett couldn't join us for our closer here tonight. Uh, Jamie Antonello didn't make one episode for the entirety of the season. His name is still in our introduction. He is obviously still part of the Game Sports Show family, big part of it. And uh, we do anticipate that he's gonna be involved more as next year. That's just more taking a season off, uh, especially with local football getting into more involvement next year. We anticipate him and obviously us being involved in that as well. Local being both Sioux Ontario and Sioux Michigan. For those outside of Sioux Ontario to Michigan, obviously that wouldn't be for your area. And you'll probably be more concerned with the college and the NFL concept that we dive into here on in the pocket. Hike, I want to say thank you, my friend, for taking the time. Uh, you and I have a lot more top shelf editions coming, uh, especially since we have less uh, content within the pocket. We're going to make sure our top shelves are out a little bit more. And uh, we, we're we not done here on the Game Sports Show for doing things. And EJ, uh, we'll have to get you on some of those shows as well. But overall, fellas, it's been a great uh, season of In the Pocket. Hike, thanks for taking the time to come on here for our finale, and we'll be in touch. Oh, yeah, no problem. It's always good to be here. Good to talk football. And for sure, we got to get EJ on the hockey show, 100%. 100%. Now, EJ, the champion, the pick'em champion. Uh, D. It's it's the pick'em champion, the champion, people's champion, whatever you want to call him. Just don't call him late for dinner. Uh, he is the champion for a reason. Prime football uh, analyst and expert in terms of amateur and professional football. Uh, this is a guy uh, that has been a great asset to the game sports show and the gamer team media family. Uh, we will get him on some other shows as because uh, we don't want him to get rusty. Okay, we don't want him to get rusty because uh, right around the corner, before you know it, it'll be some bonus content within the pocket and season six will be just around the corner quickly. Uh, it's we've just come very, very quickly. So EJ, it's been a great season of In the Pocket. Uh, we have a lot of big things coming up with the Game Sports Show and TGM for the video side of things and uh, where we're going to be able to be heard and plans that we're going to have launched going into next year. We're very excited that you're all part, uh, that you are part of it all. And again, thanks for taking the time to join for tonight and overall with this season of In the pocket love being here happy that i got to claim uh the champion that's a little shout out for the ohio state university just to add that on there thank you um no but happy to complete another season with you guys it all started by making fun of dave and scott and yelling in a bar so we've gone from uh phone in a cup to yelling in a bar to video content more you know al michaels is coming to the game entertainment or the you know, the TGM network. I'm just kidding. 
Uh, but no, big things on the horizon. <laughs> Hopefully I can get on some other shows with you guys. But uh, thanks for having me uh, and glad I could contribute. I, th- I think I found the title of the show. It's obviously Super Bowl 56 dot, dot, dot. Al Michaels to D to T Jam question mark. Uh, I think, yeah, we, I think we, we need him. to make this happen. I, At least get him on for his show. <laughs> I will have to make that arrangement. The guy is an absolute. If legend. he comes on a show, I better be on that for this idea. Oh, trust me. That's why with, uh, I know when it comes to hockey with then we start getting football guests and baseball guests, Connor will be doing baseball with me uh, yourself and hike will be doing the football with me. Uh, so there's a, there's a lot of, outside of the special edition shows that we have done that you can check out. I've obviously been majorly, if not all hockey interviews, but we will be doing football players, baseball players, and even basketball players and soccer players. So a lot of big things coming for TGM. It's just a, a matter of time. And just for your listeners to remain patient because the content will be worth it. Let me tell you, but here I am to remind you again to the listeners that make sure you hit like follow and subscribe on all the platforms of the game sports show and the game entertainment media, especially TGM network, YouTube channel. We got content coming this week, a lot of content every week, if not close to almost daily and big things coming in terms of TGM. Yes, but nice contest giveaway, as I mentioned, and congratulations to the uh, LA Rams for winning the super bowl. Great storyline. It was overall great super bowl and the best halftime show. I yelled best and purpose in the microphone best P E S T halftime show that I have seen. End of story. Don't argue with me. You'll lose. I don't know why I threatened that, but let's get to the conclusion. I'd like to remind you, keep your stick on the ice, swing your bats, catch your touchdowns, drain your threes, and shoot your shots. Booyah. Shoot.